Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Can you hear me? I can. I'm just going to put my um, headphones on so I can talk to you. How are you doing, okay? I'm great. Hold on one second. Me too. My headphones. Yeah, I got them all tangled up. Uh, me too. I'm glad you could hear me. We couldn't hear each other a while ago. Yeah, but I don't know what Yeah. Well, we're recording, so um, for those on my podcast, hi, how are you? Welcome to the podcast, and if you're new... Welcome back to the podcast, and you're listening to I'm a Survivor on Anchor, and this is one of my lovely friends that I have met um, through our domestic violence awareness. Her name is, and I'll let you introduce yourself, Miss Nancy. I'm fine. How are you? You can introduce yourself if you want to. Uh, my name is Nancy. I am a survivor of domestic violence. And because of my situation and what I went through, I founded a nonprofit organization called Mustard Seed Bags of Courage. And it helps other victims going through the same thing that I went through. We the resources that they need so they can get back on their feet. That is wonderful. I think what you're doing, you're, you're just changing the face of domestic violence and how we treat survivors and victims because you know you've got a few organizations out here but there's not there's not enough people on board you know what i mean oh like, absolutely i mean there's there, there should be so many people um contributing to the cause and you know um churches uh putting putting donations in for women and children that need help you know and so I am so proud to get to know you and have got to know you now for a little while. We've been talking kind of mm-hmm. on and off and stuff and we've become friends on Facebook and I am just tickled to pieces by that. <laughs> and if you and if you want to, you can tell them all about your story and all about who you are because, you know, nobody knows your story like you know your story. That's so. true. That's true. Well, uh, my story is, um, it's kind of ironic because uh, the gentleman that I ended up being married, who unfortunately became my abuser, he and I were friends. Uh, senior year high school is when we met. And I was dating someone else. And I actually ended up marrying 
uh, this other gentleman and um, the guy that I ended up marrying that became my abuser, he was actually the best man at my wedding. So we were very good friends. Um, even through college, we um, stayed in touch. And he would, if he was out of town, he'd come over and stay at my house. And we were always just great friends. I mean, nothing, nothing happened because I was married. And then when I was going through my divorce uh, with my first husband, we divorced. He was he was having an affair, so we ended up divorcing. Um, this guy just kind of took over and took care of everything for me. So it was just wonderful, and one thing led to another, and we ended up getting married. We, uh, as soon as we got married, shortly after, he moved me for away four hours away from my family, and at first I didn't notice that that was a red flag. I, I did it mainly because um, that's where he was working he, and he was traveling back and forth and it was one of those, we're only going to live here for a couple of years and then we'll go back home. And I didn't have any family in the little town that we moved into. I mean, absolutely none. Mm-hmm. I had my son from my previous marriage, but it was him. And I can remember things that would happen that I should have said, whoa, something's wrong. But because he would always convince me that he was just stressed or it was my fault or my son was just, you know, crying too much or, you know, all of those things that we hear, mm-hmm. I believe that it was my fault. And then mm-hmm. we went through a period where things were okay. They weren't fantastic, but they were okay, you know, enough that I can manage. And uh, we, I had two kids with him. Now, in the marriage, I was a stay-at-home mom. And he believed that the woman did absolutely everything and the man brought home the money. So mm-hmm. I could tell you that he never once changed a diaper. He never fed any of the kids. He never bathed them. He never did anything. That was my job. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so close to my kids even to this day. We're all so close because I did do everything. And then just one night out of the blue, the physical abuse started. Now, there was verbal abuse all along. I just was either ignoring it or I just didn't want to think that that was happening. Um, His father would verbally abuse his wife. So I figured, okay, well, maybe that's just a thing that they do. Because I didn't grow up like that. My dad was the most gentle, kindest man that treated his wife like a queen. So it was one of those, okay, you know what? This is probably just what they do in their family. Um, Until the one night that he came home, I was in bed sleeping. He had come home from night of drinking with his buddies. I didn't hear him come in and he jumped on top of me and I thought it was an intruder. So I pushed him off. And when I did, just something in him snapped. And he just started to punch me and hit me and put, you know, put my head against the nightstand table. And I was just like, Oh my God, what is happening? And I I just, I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure out what was happening. So I was able to get away from him. I ran into the living room to grab the phone because I wanted to call 911. I was so scared and he kept grabbing the phone away from me and throwing it. It was just one thing after the other. Um, Well, I was able to convince him to go to bed and he did. And I literally sat on the couch for the rest of the night holding a knife in my hand because I thought if he comes out and hurts me, I'm just going to have to defend myself. Meanwhile, my three kids are in their room sleeping. So the next day he told me that... um, you know, he's, he doesn't know what happened. He was wondering if maybe there was something in his drink and that he was just going to go away for a couple of days and figure out what happened. 
And when he came back after those couple days, he just showered me with gifts and everything was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that just opened the door for just abuse. And the abuse after that was just every single day. I didn't know if I was going to be verbal abuse or if it was going to be physical abuse. But it was always something. It was always something. And there were many nights that I would just cry in bed of either, you know, God, you got to end this somehow because I just, I couldn't live like this anymore. I was very depressed. I was always walking on eggshells. I didn't even care about what I look like. I've told many people that there were so many nights that we would plan to go out to dinner and he, um, he would let me go and buy it. And I say let because it's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. He would let me go and buy a really pretty outfit and I would put it on and I thought, oh God, I look just so pretty. I look so good. And I would come out of the bedroom and he'd say, oh my God, you're so disgusting. You're so fat. You're going to go out like that. So I'd turn around, take it off, take off my makeup, put my sweats back on. I got to a point that I just didn't even care what I looked like anymore. And I see some pictures sometimes of when I was married. And I, I feel so sad for that person, you know. Wow. And um, and then I knew that I just had to eventually get out because if I didn't, he was going to end up killing me. I just my gut just told me that. So just little by little, I started saving money and I started to create a plan. Uh, without even realizing I was creating an exit plan to leave a, you know, a a situation like that. But it took me quite a few years to finally have the plan down to a science. And I was able to leave. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the night that I did leave was not the night that I was planning on leaving. It was a, a night that he was very aggressive that night. He was very um, assertive. Uh, he just didn't seem right. So my 16 year old kept telling me that, you know, mom, we got to go. So we did, we did, we left that night and I never went back and it was the absolute best thing that I could have done, but it was also the most scariest thing. I don't think anything has ever been so scary in my life than that, but I'm glad that I did it. And I'm glad that I went through that because it made me who I am. Okay. You know? Yeah. No, most definitely. Yes, it did. Um, What would you say to maybe, you know, like I know, for instance, I know there's some women that are listening to this program right now. They're listening to this podcast that are in domestic violence shelters right now. And their their confidence have been broken like yours was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they feel like as if they don't have any hope and they don't have an exit plan or you know, maybe there's a victim that's in a relationship as we're speaking, because I know that there's several women that listen to this podcast that are that are still victims and they are survivors, but they're not out of that, those relationships. What would you say to those survivors right now, if you could? The first thing I would say to them is not to give up. Don't give up mm-hmm. because something better is going to, to come along. You just have to be patient. And you did the most remarkable thing that is, and that is to step it away from an abuser. Mm. There's so many women that have unfortunately not been able to do that. And um, the circumstances for that were were awful. Mm -hmm. So they've already accomplished their biggest feat ever. If they have children, I always tell them that they're the biggest role model for their children. And if you even contemplate... Deed 
the person that's hurting how do I feel and if oh, that's man, not a person if if that is a person that you don't want your child dating or being with then why are you with that person mm-hmm. and you got to remember too that if whether you have a son or a daughter the way you're being treated is is what you're telling your children that you can be treated mm-hmm. so don't go back to that because that's what your children are going to think now as far as as them personally you just have to find it within you somehow to persevere and just push through it and i know it's hard believe me i know i raised my three children on my own and it was so hard that there there were times that i thought i don't know how i'm going to do it but i did know that i wasn't going to go back to him because i just didn't want that lifestyle i was just so unhappy why would i put myself you know through that again yeah. so just keep pushing through um if you have faith or you have you know something that you believe in that will get you through it lean on that lean on family lean on friends lean on people that are going to give you the positive vibes that you need um and and also reach out for therapy because you have to talk through this you have to get through this um to deal with it so you can go on to that next phase of your life right yes and um i do i have a couple of women that I, that have reached out to me since i've started the podcast and they are living this podcast they told me that she mm. said i'm living this story and it's so unfortunate and it and it breaks my heart and i think about her every single day oh yeah and um it, it just totally tears me apart to know that she's beautiful she's worth so much and i know that she can break free and i know that it's going to take her time and i really pray every day for her safety and that she gets a exit plan as soon as she can she has absolutely little, i mean she has little children that's involved you know and 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 it and it's her it hurts me but i also mm-hmm. know at the same time just like you telling your story right now it's helping someone like you know your voice your your story is not said in vain like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you telling oh, your do. story is it's just another amazing notch of what is is to come you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a part of your life and it's and it's a part of change and movement you know absolutely and the movement's coming and we're 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 getting closer steps to these laws being passed you know tina i don't know if you've ever heard of tina's law you know i don't know if you know this or not but i have become a director for the state of alabama for the domestic violence rally um wow yeah of 2019 and it's going to be in washington on october the 1st and we've got so many laws that we're in the works of passing right now and so if we can get these things to happen for survivors and victims this is one step forward to stopping um you know homicides from happening you know women get Absolutely. killed you know they leave you know they 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 think okay i'm safe i'm leaving and a lot of times their abuser finds them yep. and ends their lives unfortunately and this yeah. is this is something that's happening on a daily and it's a epidemic it really is i mean domestic violence has become an epidemic and um i i just i really do appreciate you talking and speaking forward and coming out and talking about your story because every time you talk about it and every time you tell your story 
your voice is so powerful and people doesn't realize really how powerful their stories and their voices are but by you giving your advice because you know you know you've been there mm-hmm. and you know what that feels like and when a woman knows she's not alone there's other women out here that's went through the same thing that's going to go through the same thing and they're not alone it does help it helps women to know that you know oh absolutely i agree and, with um, that yeah and um you know i i just and if there's anything else you want to add or talk about feel free i mean the floor is yours this podcast is your podcast right now oh, this thank is you. this is your story this is your your podcast so um yeah, I mean, it's a chance for you to open up. Maybe you want to talk about the organization you do, maybe the things that you do more, or, you know, your family or, I mean, your story or whatever you want to talk about. But feel free, you know, because I right. talk a lot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, one of the things that I, I do, I do want to say to those women that are listening, that are on the fence of, do I leave? Do I not leave? What do I do? This is my answer because I get this question a lot. There is going to be a day and it will come that you're going to wake up and absolutely nothing in the world that your abuser says or does will make you change your mind. And you're going to say enough is enough. I'm out of here. And when that day comes, I promise you there's nothing that will stop you. You will do whatever it is that you have to do to leave. And I know that in my situation, I can't tell you how many times I would make a plan. I'd call up my girlfriend and, you know, hey, can I stay at your place? I think I'm going to leave tomorrow. And then something would happen and I didn't. Or, you know, we've all been through that, you know, oh, yeah. making mm-hmm. all these plans. And then, mm-hmm. oh, we, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Until no. that one day. And I can remember the precise moment that I said, I got to get out of here. I, I do. Because it's just, and, and after that, there's nothing he could have said or done or even bought me because he was notorious for buying me things mm-hmm. that would have changed my mind. And when you get to that point, oh man, it's so powerful because you finally feel like you're in control of your life. Mm-hmm. And when you finally do it and you drive away, that moment was just so freeing and just, oh, it was just amazing. Um, And I promised my kids, all three of them, that we would never go back to that. And I held my promise just because I wanted to show them that, of course, I'm a, you know, a woman of my word and that I meant what I said. Um, So if you are in that situation, you just don't know what to do, um, you know, find it in you um, to get to that point. Because um, just as, you know, alcoholics, drug addicts, all that, we have to hit our rock bottom Mm -hmm. as well. And my rock bottom was either I go and I and I enjoy this new life with my children or I stay and I leave in a body bag and he has to raise my children. Wow. And that was how I made my decision, you know, and I just I, I couldn't do it anymore. So, um, but to talk about my, um, my nonprofit, when I did leave, I did take uh, some clothes with me um, and my children. um, And I ended up going to one of my girlfriend's house for a couple of nights. Uh, We had to hide so I can figure out what I was doing next. Now I already had the keys to a house that I was going to rent and everything, but it just, it wasn't quite set up yet. And the first night that we uh, spent the night, I spent the whole night crying and I wasn't crying out of sadness that my marriage is over. I think I was crying more out of relief and I couldn't believe I actually did it. 
Um, but the next day she had to figure out to get, you know, toothbrushes for my kids and deodorant for me and, um, you know, those kind of hygiene things. And I remember feeling, oh my gosh, he was right. For so many years, he told me, you know, you're not going to make it without me. You need me. And I thought, is he right? Am I already depending on someone to help me? And that feeling of, um, feeling like I was dependent on someone just made me feel horrible Mm. and it's kind of stayed with me you get very humble when you have to depend on others to take care of your children you know basically Mm -hmm. so that feeling kind of stayed with me and about I would say a year or two later um, I I was having the idea of okay how can I help out other victims what what is it that I went through that I could help them And I had dropped my daughter off at school one morning and I was driving to work and I was listening to Joe Olstein, and he was talking about the mustard seed and that if there's an idea or something planted inside of you, um, just kind of let that seed sprout and, you know, and just see what happens. And I can't explain it, but just something came over me that I thought, why don't I start creating bags with toiletries? for these victims because they can get help with food, they can get help with clothes, even help with shelters, but there's no funding for toiletries and they can be very expensive. And it seems like that's something that every survivor just forgets to take. You think about clothes or maybe even medicine, but you don't think about, you know, your shampoo and conditioner and body wash and all that stuff. So I just posted something on Facebook, just kind of, you know, Hey, I just have this idea. I want to collect toiletries. I want to put some little bags together. I'll just deliver them out to the shelters. And I just kind of left it at that. Well, the next morning when I woke up, I I lost count of how many responses I got. And the next thing I know, I'm just filled with toiletries and bags and clothes and just so much stuff. A girlfriend of mine that owns a storage unit, she allowed me, she gave me a storage unit for free for like a month so I could store. I literally filled up that storage unit. She ended up giving me another one with all the donations that I got. So I thought, okay, obviously, you know, God's listening and there's something here. So I just started making these bags and delivering them to just shelters um, and, you know, a couple people. And so then someone contacted me that Target wanted to donate to me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's humongous. But I had to become a nonprofit. So I went through all of that to become a nonprofit. And I Mm -hmm. did it. And now it's amazing. It's been four years. We'll be celebrating our fourth anniversary in November. Um, Now we have the bags throughout the shelters in like four or five different counties. I have various police departments, various um, sheriff's offices that carry our bags and what they do is um, if a situation where a woman has to leave the house because of a dv situation Mm -hmm. uh, they'll receive one of my bags and inside the bag are all the toiletries they need for a few days to take care of themselves while they figure out what they're doing and there's all kinds of resources for local shelters places to get food Um, there's uh, several places that donate gift cards so they can get clothes or diapers for their babies and things like that 
And what those bags have done is it started to create independence and confidence for a lot of these women. It started to, okay, now I can take care of myself. I can take care of my child. I don't have to depend on anyone to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing what these little bags have done. And I've helped many women create Hold on one sec. I'm losing it. Are you there? Oh. Hello. Misty? Hey. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy. Can you hear me? Hi, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> you know something? I don't know what the issue is. My phone has signal. <laughs> yeah, so does mine. I have no clue. I'm so sorry. No, I apologize. It's fine. I, I, I actually deleted what I just said. So I'm going to say this again. Nancy was talking about her organization, and it's my anchor. It's Anchor's fault. I'm basically getting in touch with them. Um, but she was talking about how fabulous this thing is that she has created, and it is changing women's lives. And I was telling her how wow I am of it all. I'm wow at her of the wow factor. <laughs> She's amazing. God is amazing. He does great things every day, and what she's doing is changing women's lives. So you can, can finish talking. Well, and it's it's so kind. <laughs> and that I you, apologize. No, don't apologize. It's fine. And it's so kind that you're saying that. But to be honest with you, I do it just because I've been there, done that. It's um, it's it's so nice that I get so many people saying nice things. But that's not why I do it. And I don't make any money on my nonprofit. I make zero dollars on it because it's not about the money. Um, the only reason I became a nonprofit was just that's how I was able to get people to help me with. Um, the things that I need to give out, but that's about it. You know, everything, 100% of everything I get goes right back into the, to the nonprofit. Um, and it's just because I've been there, you know, it's, it's so amazing talking to these women and just trying to help them out, creating an exit plan and executing it and just explaining to them, you know, been there, done that. And sometimes just talking to someone that has been through it is sometimes that's all they need. Because if you haven't been through the stuff that we've been through, you just don't get it. And if, if there's wow. anything that drives me crazy is when someone says, oh my gosh, why don't, you, why don't you just leave? That's ridiculous. I would never let that happen to me. Just leave. And I always... That's victim shaming. It is. And, and, you know, and I'll be honest with you, before this, any stuff happened to me, I was, oh yeah, if a man ever hits me, I'm out of there. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I used to say it too, until it started to happen to me. Oh my gosh, I was so scared leaving. So I completely understand, you know, and I don't, and I, and if, if there is a woman that I'm helping and they happen to want to go back for whatever reason, I always say to them, I'm always here for you. And when it happens again, and more than likely it will, and you leave, I'm going to be right here for you, waiting for you. And then I'm going to help you because I, I understand how difficult it is and how scary, you know, it can be. Um, so, you know, for those people that, that say that please know that it's very very difficult 
to leave because they have such a control over your mind that you just feel like you're just never going to be able to make it on your own. Um, so, so that's one of the things that kind of that I've, that's come out of doing this nonprofit is talking to people, um, bringing awareness to it. I talk about it all the time and I'm not ashamed to do so. Um, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished. And even though what I went through was hell and it was tough on me, it was tough on my kids. I, I made it through. So I always try to be an example for those people. And it's, you know, you hear it all the time. If I can do it, you can do it. Trust me, if I can do it, you can absolutely do it. And if you want something bad enough and you want something um, to make your life better, then you just got to do it and don't look back. You know, just keep going forward and definitely don't look back. I'm so, I, I, I am so proud oh, of thank you. thank you. And I'm so proud of the person that you are, the woman that you are. You're, you're actually a very wise and, and, and beautiful and kind and amazing person and you can also be a huge mentor to other women out here that are going through these these situations because that's what I think a lot of survivors and victims need is women that like you said have been there done that and they know what it feels like and you know how difficult it is and at the end of the day I just appreciate you with all of my heart that you've even come on here to talk and that you've actually dealt with my technical difficulties <laughs> on my podcast <laughs> and that you've worked through it and we've done a second recording or four, well actually fourth <laughs> recording but um I'm gonna try to piece this together okay. the best I can we might get a little bit of you know actual you know our voices skipping at times absolutely I hope it's okay um, I'm actually very organic and raw if, you, if people don't know that out here I don't edit my podcast so what you hear it's kind of like what you see is what you get what you hear I love it I love it (laughs) so but um I I really appreciate you Nancy and all the time that you put in to what you're doing and hey if you want to jump on the domestic violence rally wagon I'm sure Miss Cynthia Hill would love to talk oh excellent okay because you are amazing if you've got time I don't I don't know if you've even got the time but if you had some time we would love okay (laughs) absolutely yeah and because you're a wonderful you're a wonderful human oh thank you thank you and so are you you're doing a lot too so and I appreciate that we all have to stick together to help out you know it it takes a village yes ma'am it takes a village that's right. So, and if anyone has any questions or if they want to contact me yes, or, or anything, they can contact me on mustardseedbagsofcourage.org. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, if you go on my Facebook page, you go down towards the bottom. You can send me an email um, message if you have any questions or anything like that. Um, I'd be more than happy to help. Sometimes I just get messages from women that just just need to chat. And if you need to do that, that's fine too. Um, Everything is confidential. Everything is private. So, um, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But I really appreciate your support. And I I can't thank you enough for allowing me um, to talk so that um, hopefully and something that I said um, sparked something in somebody um, to leave their situation and to create a much better, happier life for themselves that they so certainly deserve. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on. And um, I appreciate you for telling everyone your information. Y'all, please contact Nancy because she is she's doing a wonderful thing. And like she had just put all of her information out there for you to reach her. And if you love this podcast, which I know you will, Please give us big five stars on iTunes. Go to Spotify. Download it. It's for free. 
and um, tell all your friends and repost, repost. And Nancy, I will be talking to you, honey, on inst- um, probably Instagram, Facebook, somewhere. <laughs> we'll find each other. <laughs> somewhere. And uh, I'll repost this. We will find each other Okay, sounds good. Yes. And I will repost this podcast as soon as it's done. All right, Misty. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Have honey. a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.